0: Underpowered Hour on this week's show. We give some quick workshop updates. Ike talks about how much he loves Secret Bondo. And we talk to Scott Preston about his cross country trip in a classic Range Rover. Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Stephen Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about my cars and what we're working on at the BarrisCollection.com or check us out on Instagram, at The Barris Collection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss.
1: Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the bent nail in your fuse box to Stephen's micro-bladed fuse. I'm the smoldering electrical smell of podcasting, Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram, at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started.
0: All right, Ike. Well, it's another week and another show so uh, well this week I, I have a, a little bit of a shop update we'll probably end up talking about it a little bit more later but uh, in my constant uh, forklift crashing into cars I uh, have decided to uh, take on some of the uh, the body work uh, myself as it is simply getting to be uh, just too much work to constantly ferry cars over that the forklift is run into uh, over to the body shop and uh, so we have uh, <laughs> we've added some uh, chain pots into the uh, floor of the uh, of the workshop which
1: uh, when you say chain pots, you mean like an anchor that's like epoxyed or bolted or something to the concrete yeah, floor? Yeah, it's
0: it's a really interesting. I didn't realize how they sort of worked, but uh, yeah, it's an anchor point uh, in the floor. Uh, these ones are sort of mm-hmm. specifically designed for uh, pulling posts and things for bodywork. work. Um, but essentially, what it is is it's uh, it's sort of two uh, sleeves, one cup at the bottom that has uh, tapered, it tapers in ever so slightly, and then there's a a sort of what you know, a hollow cylinder that has, you know, it's little relief cuts around the outside and, uh, the chain attaches to the bottom, uh, uh, piece. And as you pull on it, it adds upward force on the tapered piece, which, causes the the top sleeve to flare out and of course it can only flare out into the concrete slab uh, and these are about four and a half inches thick and the concrete is is, is the same and uh, so as it flares out it makes it impossible for the uh, the chain pocket to uh, to come out of the floor and therefore gives you an anchor and so uh, it's interesting you it was like they were drilling for oil out there today like I mean it was a serious operation there was water involved there were vacuums these giant Arbor press style drill things the actual coring drill, a three and a half inch hole that it had to uh, cut was like four feet long. It was this whole apparatus, a uh, whole operation. Man, they got through it quick though. It was amazing how quickly they uh, they punched those holes, ten holes in like uh, an hour and a half. It was uh, it was crazy.
1: And so this is supposed to secure the forklift so
0: that you can't exactly right. Yeah, we're gonna chain it up into the anything? forklift so it can't escape. <laughs> That's the plan. Uh, so that uh, there's no way there's no way it's gonna hit anything like a boat. It sounds yeah, it, you can't leave it, it on. Sounds the, really
1: expensive. Have you considered? Fixing the no, parking no, brake on no, no. the forklift well, I,
0: I've adjusted it a couple of times which may be the problem Actually that's the uh, it's ill adjusted uh, But uh, <laughs> adjusted it the wrong way Yeah exactly yeah it's just constantly <laughs> Just making it worse uh, yeah the widow maker Is uh, mm-hmm. you know it's a uh, It's a love hate relationship with that uh, With that forklift you know
1: Seems like a liability to me, but uh, you know, much like any, much know. like a, I'm not an anything
0: in here, uh, up to and including Chris, who doesn't listen to the show, it's all a little bit of a liability. Let's be honest, you know. There's a uh, yeah. If the I authorities see. ever came in I here, see. they would uh, they would condemn the whole block. I think just uh, just based on proximity. But uh, yeah, so the chain pockets will go in. You just sort of you get a little floor jack uh, over top of them and. Uh, give it about three tons of force, and that'll set them in there. And then, you yeah, know, they got a little cap on them so that I can still Zamboni over the floor to, to clean it up and uh, can drive over them. You can do all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, with the gantry crane, with all kinds of stuff, it's not a bad thing to have some anchors in the floor so the shit won't fall over uh, on me. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a fun uh, joke to, uh, you know, uh, uh, hook it onto the back of Chris's car before he drives out of the, uh, the thing, so, you know.
1: Tie his shoelaces
0: oh, yeah, to... The chain, just, just chain up the mini and it will just spin in place you know there's no way that it has the horsepower to overwhelm it. so yeah chain that chain that mini motor down so yeah, it, can't it can't move, move around yeah I've, uh, yeah, I've occasionally gets run into <laughs> yeah you know there's all kinds of stuff you know we got a lot of it's, it's like being on the you know on the deck of a cargo ship we got a lot of free floating stuff around here you know it's all kinds of uh, things but uh, but yeah those will be in so I'll, I'll take some I'll take some photos of that process as we complete it here over the next uh, couple months uh, we get the chain pockets in and everything Uh, in between traveling up to uh, Oregon and those things. So yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. So uh, more on that as we, uh, as we do it. But that way, um, you know, we can, we can do some, some, uh, you know, minor body
1: work. Speaking of minor body work at our shop, we, uh, we uncovered a a special surprise. uh, Let's see yesterday Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, while working Mm -hmm. on uh, a Land Rover, the owner will go unnamed the, uh, The owner had asked us to remove the door panels on this particular Land Rover. And uh, when we did so, we found about uh, three inches of Bondo (laughs) under the door panel that had been previously covered by the door panel. He was like, I'm going to, I kind of want a more utilitarian feel to the interior and the, the original Masonite paneling was a little yeah. patty. So uh, we were like, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll just uh, remove those panels and you'll have a nice clean <laughs> interior. Apparently hiding under the door panel was uh, uh, a Grand Canyon level Event of Bondo that had had previously covered up, <laughs> previously covered up a, a very very big gouge and scrape yeah. on the exterior of the door, and somebody had sanded it flat, so you couldn't you couldn't tell. But I'm sure if you lifted this door, it would weigh. Four times as much as a, much a standard, as door. A standard yeah. door, so uh, yeah. I guess uh, before you make those kinds of cosmetic decisions, maybe maybe peek under yeah, the door panel uh, if you're
0: contemplating such a yeah, thing. Yeah, you never know. That's the thing. the uh, The Land Rovers with uh, heavy duty interior panels, uh, you know, can hide uh, all kinds of things. Usually, usually it's a family of rodents. A
1: multitude yeah, it's of a, sins. it's a family of a rodents that of died,
0: uh, you know, a decade or so earlier. Uh, but occasionally, occasionally it's something.
1: I had a Series 2A from Alaska, and uh, we removed the door panels. And again, because they were were kind of tatty in the, you know, we didn't want to necessarily do a full interior on this particular car. So we removed the door panels. And and one of the door panels um, had sort of a history of the truck Mm. written, you know, like left from a previous owner who's probably laughing in his grave but uh it was uh it was like you know my name's carl and i purchased the land rover in 1969 and i you know fixed the brakes and i rebuilt the motor and you know blah 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 and then there was another entry like it was a diary of the vehicle (laughs) inside the door panel and uh they they had continued and it was like now it was like 1972 right and it was like you know still alive (laughs) (laughs) And they had to, like, rebuild the transmission and, you know, painted it and put an air freshener in it. And, like, they, it was kind of cool. It was kind of a neat little thing that they had uh, had put there on the inside of the and door The panel. last entry
0: was uh, running out of food trapped inside the Land Rover. Right. It was <laughs> Running yeah, out of that food. Was it. <laughs> it was it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell my, tell
1: my family I yeah, love them. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, that's too bad for that guy. But uh, speaking of too bad for that guy, our uh, our guest uh, this uh, afternoon evening uh, is uh, none other than a fan of the show and fan of long drives in old Land Rovers, uh, Scott Preston. Who he and his longtime Land Rover enthusiast Scott Preston, yeah, and a longtime uh, underpowered hour enthusiast, which doesn't you know doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. It's uh, uh, but you know they got to be out there, I, I guess, and we certainly appreciate his uh, his patronage of the uh, of the podcast, and so uh, yeah, Scott and uh, his son drove cross country uh, and back. Uh, in their uh Range Rover. And so we're going to That's the more impressive it thing. They, they made, they it made it a return really trip, but actually made it all the way back. So uh, let's uh let's uh rev up the interview machine and uh and get uh, Scott in here.
1: All right, it's smoking. Let's go.
0: All right, we're here with Scott Preston. Scott, your uh no I'm sure amongst many claims to fame uh is uh not just enduring a coast to coast trip uh, in your uh, vintage uh classic uh Land Rover Range Rover. Uh, But also uh, listening to the underpowered hour on uh, that entire trip, much (laughs) like trying to escape a safe underwater with your hands tied behind your back. The safe is tough enough on its own. Uh, but instead, why not add uh, having to listen to the podcast uh, during that entire time? So uh, we commend you for uh, for your effort and for uh, uh, you know for uh, for getting through that. And uh, anyone who listens to every episode of the podcast gets to be on the podcast. So Scott, welcome! Thank you for joining us. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you, thank you. So let's talk about this uh, cross country uh, trip. First of all, uh, where did you start uh, and where did you end? And then we'll talk about you know, why you would would do that. But just to give people some reference. Um,
2: So reference, we started on Mount Desert Island. Most people know Bar Harbor, Maine. We're about Mm -hmm. 90 miles from the Canadian border and uh, traveled across the U.S. to start in Moab, Utah. Um, So then we did a cross-country trip across Utah, the Utah Traverse, run by a Mm -hmm. friend of mine and the Arizona Club, Doug Lawyer. Mm -hmm. So that was about... 680 miles of cross country of Utah and then turned around and drove all the way back.
0: Wow! So just wow.
2: under seven thousand miles in two weeks.
0: Wow, that is uh, amazing. That would be amazing in a in a modern uh, vehicle, uh, but you decided to do this in a classic Range Rover. So tell yeah. us a little bit. Let, let's first of all talk a little bit about this classic Range Rover. Where did it come from, and how long have you had it? And then, what? Why would you drive it across the uh, country? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, th- this is a long time coming. This is one I built with my son when he was in high school as a high school project. Um, nice. We, we started with a, he wanted a diesel rover, which is, mm-hmm. you know, Land Rover doesn't bring in diesel Range Rovers. Yep. So we, we bought a uh, 95 Range Rover soft dash, um mm, from a okay. friend who had already converted it to diesel. Mm, and he okay. actually delivered it to us. I was living in Nashville at the time. So Ooh. drove it um, down to us and uh, my wife immediately named it tetanus because it was so rusty. You had to have your shots to ride in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so from there we, uh, that was the start of this truck. The truck we actually took, we found in Cookville, Tennessee. It was in a junkyard. Okay. Um, and when we picked it up, we couldn't realize why it was in the junkyard. You know, it was had brand new heads on the engine. We were looking for just a donor truck mm-hmm. and, uh, we dragged this home and we immediately threw a battery on it. And, um, cause it was a rust free truck from Texas. it had just yeah. seemed to get there. And when we pulled the fuel pump out, the last mechanic had dropped a blue rag in it and it had been entangled around the fuel pump and literally starved the engine. So we pulled the rag off and put the pump back in and it started right up.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: Wow. So, uh, is that? Yeah. So we, we ended up selling the engine and doing the mm-hmm. engine swap and, in the process, um, we wanted to make it a little more challenging, so we converted it to five speed. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so perfect. So we yeah. have a ninety five Range Rover Classic um, soft dash five speed
0: diesel. Wow, and what uh, what diesel motor? Uh, yeah, it was to say a two hundred TDI, three hundred TDI.
2: It, it, it's a three hundred TDI. So uh, this is our basis for our trip, and this is actually my son and I did this trip um, four years ago. Uh-huh. um, to meet other friends. We did kind of a cross country trip. He is, uh, that was his kind of high school graduation four years ago. And, uh, Land Rovers for good or bad running our family. He is now a, uh, a mechanic for JLR in Peabody, Mass. Um, oh, fantastic.
0: Uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll always be employed. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, it's always nice to travel with your mechanic too. I'm sure you can sure. appreciate that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> so you have a mechanic on staff,
0: and I imagine he now gets to work on a, a little higher spec Range Rover than the uh, the diesel. Little little uh, higher classic.
2: spec. They laugh when uh, he takes his truck down to the dealership because they they're like, "Why is this truck here?" <laughs>
0: I would imagine most no, of those mechanics have no idea what that is. <laughs> like, no, maybe there's no. a picture of it in the dealership that uh, that they uh, they may have walked by and always wondered why that's in here. You took uh, approximately two weeks, and it was yes. for the purpose of doing this uh, this Utah uh, event of uh, of Doug's uh, ultimately. Yep. So, how did the how did the truck uh, perform on the on the way there?
2: You know, honestly, we only had one hiccup. Um, mm-hmm. We had made it out to Tulsa and uh, Mm -hmm. we got up in the morning and uh, we're getting ready to take off and we realized our alternator had died. So, you know, fortunately, the 300 TDI shares the same alternator as a U.S. spec D1. Yeah. So we were able to track one down in uh, Oklahoma City, actually. And we just kind of turned off all our electrics and got the truck running and drove two hours to Omaha or uh, Oklahoma city. And, um, you know, it was a 20 minute swap in an O'Reilly's parking lot. And we, that was it. That was the only hiccup we had the whole way, the whole way.
0: Wow! Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, nice thing about a diesel is that uh, it's not the absolute end of your trip when your alternator dies. As long as you can no. get that thing to, to kick over, then uh, then you're in you're in business for at least until you turn it off.
2: <laughs> yes, very very much so. cool.
0: Well, very cool. Well, that's great. Well, you brought a mechanic with you, but it sounds like uh, you didn't you didn't end up uh, needing him for too much more than uh, just the alternator swap. So that's that's always good. Did yeah. he help anybody else out in uh, in Utah? Was there? Uh, I mean, you're around a bunch of Land Rovers, bound to yeah. have a breakdown or two
2: absolutely we had uh we had several other breakdowns along the way with some of our other people so uh you know uh hit some rocks and uh dislocated some tie right Mm ends. um we had some really nice ike would appreciate it our friend from uh, phoenix brought his uh 1984 dormobile
1: oh nice that he
2: got from germany just a beautiful beautiful truck so uh so some you know great times but just a few mishaps but overall it was uh pretty uneventful not always the case with land rovers our last trip we had to limp 300 miles on a dying fuel pump
0: <laughs> right right no blue rags wrapped around uh, that one uh, just
1: to, no um, no sounds like you were pretty well prepared for the trip uh, how long did it take you to go through that process of preparing the vehicle and did you put test miles on it or did you just take off once you had it running what, tell us a little bit about uh, that
2: you know, the vehicle, we built this vehicle four years ago, and it gets used pretty regularly. So mm-hmm. we did the, the typical service of like changing all the fluids, kind of going through kind of the soup the nuts, making sure all the hoses were good. Um, a lot of prep, you know, and in, in fact that, you know, you always carry, you know, kind of the no-go parts, always a lift pump. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, seals, we have a box of just spare hoses and um, parts that typically break. So, yeah. you know, that's about two week process of just kind of going through, you know, when it's not your job every day, <laughs> you know, just taking time every day that kind of chip away at it.
0: Right. Like any serious Land Rover just has all those parts with them all the time. It might yes, just be yeah. going to the bank. You know, you may have to put in a new fuel lifter. You never know. Yes. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I, I always, uh, I never park at the bottom of a hill, only the top of a hill. That's just, uh, <laughs> just how it is. And now heavily chalk everything, especially the forklift. Uh, that's
2: the uh, forklift. Gets <laughs> yeah, double. very sorry, very sorry chopped. about that. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's
0: all right. Well, we uh, we spent the morning uh, drilling. Uh, it was like it was like they were drilling for oil out there, putting in uh, uh, chain anchor pots into my uh, shop floor so that I can uh, now pull that stuff out myself. It unfortunately happens at enough of, uh, in enough regularity that some uh, you know cross member or something is going to get smashed in. That uh, it's uh, it's at this point. Point now where uh, it's just worth putting in the uh, the body shop equipment into the uh, shop to be able to do it ourselves. <laughs> even so.
1: more than than park. Even more better advice than parking your car at the top of a hill is not parking your car at steven's that's
0: exactly right yeah that's exactly right <laughs> <laughs> certainly nowhere near uh the Widowmaker our, our our forklift uh as it is uh it is certainly the land rover of forklifts there's no question about it it's uh you know but uh we love it and uh you know it, it gets the job done and occasionally rolls into things so a uh, minor minor damage is caused but uh you know it's only killed a couple people so you know besides that really it's problem free so We're going to take a very quick break to hear from this sponsor. And now back to the show. So speaking of uh, problem-free forklifts, so, um, you know, obviously this was, uh, you know, with the intention of going on this uh, this uh, Utah uh, uh, rally. So talk to me a little bit about that. What's the the event? And uh, had you done it before? How did you find out about it?
2: So um, Doug Lawyer, who is Mm -hmm. a longtime member of the Arizona Land Rover Club, does this trip every year, every other year. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we were out four years ago, um, he was kind enough in typical Land Rover fashion. We were we were going out west and uh, he invited us to do a very short kind of truncated version of this four years ago and making two maybe two stops on this -hmm. this overall trip and uh, invited us back. Anytime we wanted to go. So, uh, this year we had just decided that we needed to, you know, COVID had kind of locked everything down, hadn't gone anywhere, done anything. So, um, we have several friends, uh, good friends that I travel with and, uh, we, you know, put together a small group and decided that, uh, this was the year to head across and kind of meeting Doug. He, he was doing this again in three weeks. So he did this twice in a month.
1: Wow.
2: Oh, Um, wow. You know one for the club but this was kind of uh you know we've known him for a while and just kind of pulled this together for us oh so what
0: other other land rovers came with you out there to uh, to utah
2: yes so a few land rovers few of my friends from the east coast um i'm good friends with uh, eric griston from atlantic british you know your oh, part supplier yeah. so Absolutely. eric and i have traveled yeah, well. together for 20 plus years and so we we packed him and our friend, Ron Harrington and Laz McKenzie. And we kind of all trucked out there together and met them in Moab. And then, uh, Oh, that's great. You know, it's really these cross country trips. We are, uh, you know, we always laugh any, any kind of crazy thing we see on the side of the road we're willing to stop at.
1: Is that, is that like an establishment or people?
2: A little bit of both, you know? Yeah. So broken on cars, we, you know, we hit the, the Cadillac ranch and, uh, you know, the the Texas Roadhouse where you can eat the 72-ounce steak on a pastel, you know, up Excellent. in front. So, uh, you know, all those little, those uh, kitschy roadside things, they're, they're a lot of fun. Did
0: Eric finish the 72-ounce uh, steak? Uh, he's a you know, fairly, uh, you know, reinforced individual.
2: He is. He is. I, he was tempted. He was tempted, but I right. think he, he passed this one. So, uh, yeah, on this one. for the best.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, you didn't have a cardiologist with you, uh,
2: just a mechanic. No, so. no, 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 yeah. It's that not was, something uh, you want your cooking. friends
1: around to witness, really. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, you, you want to do that in the privacy of your <laughs> own home. I think that's uh, <laughs> It's just
1: in your hotel room. Just. Yeah.
0: yeah. You're just going to take away. <laughs> I'm just going to eat it at the, yeah. In the back of the discovery. Yeah. No, <clears throat> I think that's, I think that's the right way to deal with it. So then what is the, what is the, the great Doug crossing of, uh, uh, exactly. What does that entail? what What is the sort of format? How many days is it? what do you guys do? Um, so it
2: varies between about seven and twelve days. Um, we only okay. really had about seven days to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on you know the structure of the group and how hard it is, we tried to drive over the Henry range, but at about ten thousand feet, we just the snow is just too deep still. Oh wow. So uh, yep. we couldn't make it over. So we had to turn around, which is always interesting, trying to turn a truck around in a very narrow road on the side of a mountain. Right, no, doubt. So, uh, right.
0: You need Bob Ives there to encourage you to just keep going and, until you're so uh, stuck that you need a, a bunch <laughs> of cars to pull you back out.
1: That's, to uh, Bob's credit, though, he is willing to help you winch your vehicle out. He
0: will winch your vehicle out. That's, <laughs> uh, that is that is that. Even
1: if you're true. throwing snowballs at him, yeah, that is true.
0: Go. No badly, no matter how uh, how rough the ride in the doormobile gets, uh, he's there mm-hmm. to uh, to help you get out. So yeah, no, that's that. Uh, well, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I guess that that uh, you know that uh, this time of year and where uh, I guess this was a little earlier on this year, and then that would be yep. quite. A bit of snow up there
2: there was there was and it really it, it's so fun because we started off in Lockhart Basin and you mm-hmm. know you go from like a day where you're in shorts and t-shirts and you know some really challenging trails to uh you know within two days you're ten thousand feet and it's pretty cold <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
1: one of the great things about the American West the changes in elevation and uh scenery so uh yeah you gotta you gotta move out here I guess
2: yeah it just makes uh, sense. I'm trying. We're we're trying.
0: <laughs> it's the place to be. So, how did the uh, Range Rover perform uh, off road as uh, as admirably as it did uh, on the drive out?
2: Absolutely. You know the the Range Rover. You know I have a '90 that I drive on a daily basis, but the Range Rover is just the 100 inch wheelbase is fabulous off road. Um, <laughs> it's it's comfortable to drive. It it's certainly not fast. I don't know if any Land Rover is fast, but. Uh, it just goes and yeah. it's very slow and comfortable and uh really just amazing to drive off road it's it's one of my favorite trucks off road
0: yeah I had a classic for a little while, and uh, I really did. I really did enjoy it. I had just a standard NAS. I've actually had two. Yep. Um, one that got uh, stolen and blown up, and then another one that I sold oh. to a gentleman <laughs> in uh, in Florida who is still has it, and actually uh, now wants to leave it here at my workshop for an undisclosed amount of time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's never. I think you should let him. Yeah, yeah. I don't park know. It be, park it behind the forklift. The, like, there you exactly. Go. The long term, uh, yeah, sales uh, plan. I don't think in in, in you know also in. Includes unlimited parking. That's one I don't really have <laughs> that, but uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan. I've uh, I've always really liked the uh, the Range Rover. I unfortunately haven't had a ton of opportunity to take uh either of my uh range rovers uh, off road so it's good to hear that it uh that it performs uh, so well and i imagine with the 300 uh, tdi that there's plenty of uh slow crawling and uh, everything else what kind of tires uh, do you run on that uh, range rover
2: we run like a 33 mm-hmm. uh, nothing nothing crazy size but big enough to you know be very comfortable um mm-hmm. We did some basic upgrades. It's got a, a two inch spring lift. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we put some uh, different heavy duty uh, rear trailing arms, and uh, mm-hmm. we did do a caster corrected front radius arm just to make the Ooh. steering a little more set up. Yeah. Um, and it honestly, it, it, it runs and drives great. Um, yeah. You know, certainly it, we take the roof rack off when we're not going out west because, yeah. you know, the mileage. <laughs> <laughs> the roof rack yes. is quite heavy and uh, makes it a little more. Brick. Kills Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, that's great. Yeah, even in a 300 TDI. Although that's probably the motor to have uh, nowadays. Is it's uh, you know it's about as efficient as a Land Rover uh, motor uh, gets. And I, I guess unless you're unless you're driving the 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 1.6 liter in my 80 inch that doesn't take very yes. much gas. No. But uh, it also only goes 35. So it's not a. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, That's all right. Uh, it, at least it doesn't cost a hundred dollars to uh, to put uh, gasoline in it right yes. now. But uh, you know, but that's. Right, well, 96 yeah 96 dollars yeah that's, uh, <laughs> but but worth it it'll run for uh, six months on that amount of fuel so it's uh, it's pretty good that's pretty good um so what uh, then the way back i imagine was uh, more or less uh, uh you know action free how long did it take you to uh to make it back home
2: we can probably do it in about three days but those are three very long long days um so we kind of kept it to about ten to twelve hour driving days, um, mm-hmm. and did a four day trip out and four day back. Um, so that that makes it so it's not totally miserable, Um because mm-hmm. you know, it is a lot of driving time. Um, and at the end, you're you're exhausted. You know, it's yeah. it's uh, you you kind of want to just like oh. I need to get out of the car a little more.
0: <laughs> and I imagine coming from your part of the country, you probably don't have air conditioning in the car because you don't probably need it most of the of the time. But does it? It doesn't have air conditioning, I assume. It does. Oh, it, it does? does. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. wow.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's it it's a pretty comfortable ride. The AC makes yeah. uh, everything very very nice, and uh, yeah. you know we've retained most of the good things. We you know have still have heated seats, and uh, so it's a it's a pretty cush ride for all nice.
0: Yeah, no, that's very cool. Sounds yeah. very comfortable. The rear seat uh, armrests on both sides—that's my favorite yes, classic crank driver feature.
2: We do take—we did take the rear seats out just to put, you know, the freezer fridge in and all the camping right. gear and try to have a little extra space back there. Right. So there was only two of us. We figured we weren't going to pick up hitchhikers along the way. So.
0: You never know. If you did, though, they'd be extremely comfortable. I have to say yeah. the door side armrest on the Range Rover is like my favorite. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things. Although a lot of people will leave it down, forget about it, and then try to get in the car with the armrest down, and it's sort of like a just ejects you back out Obstacle of the car. course. Yeah, you know. it is a little yeah. bit of parkour to get into the bag of one with the armrest flipped down. But uh, yeah, they're a great car. And what? Uh, well, what color is it? First of all, we'll have to make sure we'll get... A photo, we'll we'll post it to our Instagram and everything, so that uh, people can check it out. But what while we're at it, what's your uh, Instagram? Because I know you documented or Facebook. I know you documented quite a bit of this stuff.
2: Yeah, it, it's all on Facebook. It, it, it's just Scott Preston. You know, I don't have any any company or anything really set mm-hmm. up with it, and mm-hmm. I do very little Instagram. I'm just not not probably not technical enough. Um, uh, the truck is white. It's uh, that uh, what do they call Bahama white? You know, very. Mm-hmm. Just that classic color with the tan Alpine interior, Alpine white maybe, Alpine, Alpine, Alpine white, white yeah. maybe. Alpine white. Yeah, yeah. the uh, yep.
0: the classic Range Rover color. It was the launch color for the uh, for the classic Range Rover. Because like, well, it's white. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know that you can yes. call white a launch color necessarily. It's just it's the white <laughs> one. You know, that's the for the four door North American uh, Range Rover, the one on all the posters. All the silly Range Rover posters had the white, right? Like the white, right? Rover right.
1: Classic, it's true. was great. Yeah, yeah. classic like, advertising with the white. Yeah, in the jungle or in the desert or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or going
0: through a stream
1: or whatever. Mostly use the white cars for that st- that uh, advertising.
0: Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, they, I guess it was almost the same for the. There's lots of white NAS 90 posters. Uh, there's a couple of yellow yeah. ones and things, but they're mostly white. Yeah, the NAS 110 That's-
1: poster is also.
0: Alpine Obviously white, yeah. Except unless it was Ralph Lorenz, the only black one. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, he got a black one somehow. Um, I guess because he's Ralph Lorenz, he probably just paid a ton of money to have him painted black, <laughs> but uh, factory black. Uh, NAS one ten. But uh, well, that's super cool. That's a. Uh, that's a. Uh, it sounds like a really neat trip. So, any other big trips planned for uh, the future? What's uh, in four years? What's the next major trip that uh, you're gonna undertake?
2: We're hoping. You know, when when Ike said you need to move out west, um, you know, one of the One of the barriers is, you know, living way, way on the East coast, it's hard to get out here. So, um, right. We have, uh, my son and I have decided that we're, we're trying to make the West a little more uh priority in our life. Mm -hmm. And we just purchased another truck that we're going to leave out West.
1: Oh, um, tell
2: us more. So, yes. So we, uh, it's a friend's truck that uh, he's Mm -hmm. had for years. I know this Mm -hmm. truck pretty well. It's a 95 discovery one. Nice. Um, it's, uh, also a 300 TDI, but it's an automatic, it's all kind of set up.
0: Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, he's moving on to a new truck. So, uh, mm-hmm. we're getting this one to, uh, we're going to go through it and then we're going to park it out in Phoenix. Oh,
0: cool. That's awesome.
2: So, uh, now we can just kind of fly out and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, make cut off maybe eight days of our trip and spend those eight days out west
0: yeah right yeah oh well you'll have to come and uh, and see us either at uh, you know the Southern California uh, Rover rendezvous event or, or yes. any number of events up in Oregon uh, at some point we would love to do that that'd be super fun
2: yeah that's super smart yes I've always wanted to do Death Valley and uh, in Great the Brago desert yeah yeah um, mm-hmm. you know the Rubicon is on my list I was listening to the guys talk about doing the Rubicon a couple of weeks yeah. ago and that yeah. is uh, high on my list to do. So,
0: uh, well, it's great, Scott. Yeah. We can do it next year. You can pull the Freelander through the Rubicon for us. That'd be great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> may not be. It may not be
0: able to be uh, registered legally, a car. Registered. But I'm. I'm sure we can register it as a trailer. <laughs> <you> <laughs> no problem.
2: Go. Just put a tow bar on it. It's fine. I think you can register a farm vehicle. Maybe. Maybe you just you know. For sure, uh, it can be a yeah. farm vehicle that you just drive around.
0: Promotional race car. I mean, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of ways around this. We'll <laughs> figure it out. We're working with the Mexican government right now to try to resolve. It. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll
1: be fine. <laughs> it's a hostage uh, trade situation yeah, going on here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've got three. Uh, I've got Prisoner three uh, Suzuki chimneys that uh, we'll trade back to Mexico if uh, political prisoners. Me... Yeah, it's great. No, it's going to be oh, fine. Man, it's going to be fine. Yeah. So, well, we usually ask this at the uh, at the beginning of the uh, of the show, but uh, we'll we'll ask it here before we get into uh, Ike's. Uh, you know, the American gladiators of question round. <laughs> uh, the uh, The lightning round is, you know, what attracted you to the Land Rover brand in the first place? Why did you
2: uh, end up here at the uh, Green Oval? Um, you know, I grew up, my uh, my dad was in the sports cars. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with. So naturally, uh, the yeah, Land Rovers are perfect, you, yeah. McDonald's well, well you know, I grew up transition. with. Uh, he had a Morgan Plus 4 when I was a little kid. Okay. He bought it at 18. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. when I was 18, we did a factory restoration, actually went over to the factory and. You know, oh, I've owned uh, you know a lot of different sports cars, but living in New England, uh, sports cars are not known for their winter prowess. Yeah, um, so, especially not a Morgan. not a Morgan. The, tamper, no, the a temperature Morgan.
0: fluctuations causes the wood to warp, so yeah. shiver yeah. me but timbers yes, took on a new meaning.
2: <laughs> so uh, after my first, I, I after my first kind of professional job, I uh, decided that I needed uh, something that I could drive in the winter, and yeah. I fell into Land Rovers. Um, I had a series three oh, and wow. that, um, that morphed into, um, a very nice 69 two a. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I loved it. I, that changed into, I had a very nice, uh, mass, uh, soft top 94 mm-hmm. soft top. Mm-hmm. That was wonderful. I loved it, but it, it then I kind of fell in love with diesels and, mm-hmm. you know, so, I, I decided to build one, and that turned, I built it and sold it and built another one. And my current truck that I drive almost every day is, uh, it's a 69 2A base, but it's a 300 TDI, 90 chassis, um, yeah. kind of all kind of tweaked out. It's about 10 different trucks. Perfect. But um, it's also nice. I don't worry about, like, denting it. <laughs> like in right yeah the nas truck i like every time i went off road i was like oh i can't dent this i can't scratch this i can't right so uh,
0: that's why we're running one in the rebel rally because uh, yes, have, yes, uh you know that's the uh, it's very important that everyone with a nas truck is furious with us for uh, decreasing its potential commercial value by beating the shit out of it in the desert for 18 days, but... Well, you, you know, know.
2: Liza, Liza mentioned taking taking the Camel Trophy and if she put a dent in it, how would you know? How would you, you wouldn't you know, know you difference? couldn't find you, it, you, yeah. You.
0: The tricky part is just going to be getting, uh, well, I think Camel Cigarettes would be more than willing to sponsor them, quite frankly. I just, <laughs> I'm not sure that the Rebel would be uh, as kosher We're with not. that, but hey, you know, it's, they just have to smoke through the entire event, it'd be uh, it'd be fine. And, uh, Which and, they
1: will do anyway. Well, they're
0: going to do anyways, right? They're going to do it anyways. And, and then, so finally, if you could have any uh, Land Rover um you know living or or dead land rover what uh what would uh, would be your pick the ultimate land rover for you
2: for me uh, i would really love a series one i've had a couple of chances to buy one and i've kind of let it slip by um Mm -hmm. it is just so classic um it, it, it's not going to go fast. It's not going to pass many things, but uh, I just it, love anything, the simplicity likely, of it. But... Anything, anything. <laughs> yeah, you <know>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I've wanted one for a long time, and uh, you know, it's—I've it, let a few get away, and it just is what it is.
0: Well, Ike's got a friggin' hundred of them, so uh feel yeah. free uh, when you're ready. When you're ready, he can help you out. Well, with uh with that, uh Scott, it is uh the time has come for the world-famous uh Ike Goss uh, lightning round. So, Ike, take it away.
1: Scott, it sounds like uh you are familiar with our process here with the lightning round, is that true?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Short
1: answers and uh, short questions, short questions, short answers. So uh, without further ado, we're going to get started. Are you ready, Scott? Yes, I am. All right. Two or four doors? Two doors. Two doors. Nice. Bahama Gold or Esnor Green? Esnor Green. Ooh. Air suspension or coil springs? Coil springs. Manual or automatic? Manual. I know the answer to this one. Petrol or diesel?
2: Diesel all the way.
1: And the best way to remove... Gear oil from your underwear.
0: Uh,
2: I I think it's there on purpose. I think you it's know there it's, it's on there on
1: purpose. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: prevents chafing. Everyone it's knows it is an additional lubricant. Yeah, I think <laughs> Scott, you were you were more qualified than most to answer that question. I'm sure you've had plenty of time to contemplate it. Uh, oh, yeah. driving back and forth uh, across the country. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you for uh, for being such a big supporter of the show, big fan of the show. Thank you for uh, you sent some t-shirts to Ike and I. Uh, thank you for those. We'll yes. we'll make sure to uh, to don them at uh, Overland Expo coming up uh, here very uh, soon. And uh, I have to I'm going to have to wear a different t-shirt every. Day. Everybody has uh, been uh, so nice to send <laughs> us uh, T-shirts that we'll uh, we'll get and we'll get uh, we'll get one out to you as well, so you can uh, make sure that. Uh that you can uh, you can pretend that uh, you don't listen to the podcast because that's probably better for the uh, you know just in, in certain <laughs> social circles but uh, we appreciate it and uh, good luck to you and uh, and to your son on your future adventures and I will call him if we have a, a problem with the new defender so uh, it's uh, yeah looking forward to it so yes, all right. right again Scott thank you very much we appreciate it thank you so much it was a pleasure take care all right well uh, again what a super fun guy to talk to and uh, I really do hope Scott and his son uh, can come out and visit uh, Visit us with their new with their new rig with the new uh, Discovery One that will live uh, somewhere somewhere just roam free when they're it's a free range discovery when they're not in Arizona.
1: I, re- I really enjoyed hearing about Scott and the preparation for his trip and and the trip he took in the Land Rover. But uh, I got to say, you know, when you're like, <laughs> what happened on your trip? And it's a Land Rover trip of seven thousand yeah. miles. And he's like, ah, it's uneventful, not nothing really yeah. happened. You're like, what? Oh, I, I can't believe how does, that. How is An that alternator possible? Alternator is all that went. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I uh, I think it speaks to their level of preparation preparation they got a they got a tight program over there at the uh, preston household you know it,
0: it's true yeah or they've killed someone on the way and they just don't want to talk about it you know they're like no nobody can ever know <laughs>
1: they did pick up a <laughs> hitchhiker <laughs> And the seat was uh, saturated with blood, so that's why they. <laughs> no, I never had a seat. That's why they removed I the seat. Never had
0: a seat. Didn't even have a seat in there. No, never, never had a seat. seat. We no. just
1: yeah, we had it's to put the, the fridge, fridge there.
0: Goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, could be. I guess time will tell. Time will tell. But yeah, no, it was great. Great talking to uh, Scott and uh, yeah, look forward to uh, hopefully comes out here for one of the uh, your world famous uh, Death Valley uh, trips, or uh, you know, to the uh, SCRc the SoCal Rover Club uh, event uh, here coming up in October, or any number of other things. Speak. Speaking Speaking of events uh, coming up, uh, as you know uh, well, uh, as you are uh, preparing uh, your uh, mobile uh, workshop, uh, including uh, now, including uh, doorbondo removal service uh, for uh, Overland Expo. Coming up on uh, the eighth, yeah. ninth, yeah, the eighth, ninth, and tenth of uh, uh, of Her Majesty's July.
1: So this is a tutorial filling all your crevices <laughs> no with bondo. We'll
0: bondo. no matter the size of no your problem. crack, we will bondo it. That's <laughs> uh, come on by <laughs> uh, Saturday uh, evening. Uh,
1: Right next to Stephen's tattoo yep. booth, we're going
0: to be doing uh, tattoos, Bondoing, and uh, Liza's going to make some uh, biscuits and uh, and uh, the entire time, uh, Linus will serenade us with uh, banjo. If he uh, apparently he's picking up a dormobile top, and so uh, I don't know if that's uh, for the event or just a free range uh, dormobile top, but uh, uh, it looks like everybody will be there Saturday. So we'll see all your all your favorite underpowered hour stars there on uh, on Saturday night at uh, Overland Expo in a complete. Completely under the table and unofficial capacity, which I think is uh, is exactly where we belong. As uh, you know, they Overland Exo will not sanction. Uh, any any activities uh in fact like the mission impossible guys they would disavow any knowledge of our actions, and and in fact they they don't know they don't know what we're doing we're completely clandestine land rover podcast uh operating uh, out of the campground behind uh overland expo so uh, come on down and see us we're gonna have stickers we're gonna have merch for sale uh we're tattoos. going to have linus yeah tattoos uh bondo removal um you bondo know bondo application uh, yeah Oh yeah, whatever you need. Yeah, we'll remove and and apply. You know, <laughs> sometimes in the same in the same motion. You know, let's say uh, yeah. I I personally, although I don't have a ton of bondoing experience, but uh, I tend to do the spreading of bondo until I've made it much worse than it started. You know, where like the cu- first couple swipes, I'm good. It's nice and thin, and then I'm like, could be thinner. So I go back in for another path. Now I've got like little tears in it and I'm like, shit, little tears. Now I try to fix the little tears, makes the tears worse. And I just keep doing that until like the little scraper just dries onto the panel. Cause I just can't, I just can't stop. You know, I can't just like let enough be enough.
1: Then then you get another, you get another application of Bondo and just leave the scraper just Bondo right over
0: top of it, just <laughs> right over top of it.
1: Yep. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. We're going to do an underpowered hour Bondo application yeah, video. Very,
0: yeah. Yeah, you that's know, you happen. get some wildlife in there. You get little bits of dust. You, get, you know, whatever it doesn't matter. Just, just keep, just keep going until it's smooth. <laughs> this some poor yeah. squirrel stuck <laughs> to your there, vehicle. Just keep going until it's smooth, and then uh, that's that's it. That's my that's my bondo tip you know just keep on piling it on yeah it's a good yeah, one it's a, it's a good one so well with that Ike uh, as always it has uh, been a slice we've got some uh, great guests coming up we've got some uh, some fun folks uh, the uh, Seriously Series uh, folks on YouTube uh, Australian uh, yeah I'm interested to talk to him yeah it's gonna be super fun uh, so he's gonna be on here uh, coming up pretty soon and then uh, yeah we've got some other folks uh, we've got a lot of New Zealanders and Australians you know it's uh, we're you know they're enthusiastic are yeah, really trying to really trying to hit that market hard so well it has been been, uh, a pleasure as always and uh, we'll see you uh, very soon we're heading up there uh, in the next uh, little bit so uh, it's gonna be great I can't wait can't wait see you then